Today on Glimpses of Calvary, we begin a new series on the life of Peter. If you'd like to listen to more of these broadcasts online, you may do so at cbcfindley.org. Peter began to be very transparent, very honest and sincere about his own failures, restored to usefulness, praising God, a powerful apostle, spirit-filled, people being converted. And yet Peter was very, very conscious of the failures in his own life. And so that's exactly why today we want to talk about this and recognize, but failures aren't finished. Welcome to Glimpses of Calvary, and thank you for joining us. Glimpses of Calvary is a radio ministry of Calvary Baptist Church in Findlay, Ohio. Join us now as our pastor, Gordon Dixon, opens the Word of God to us. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Mark chapter 14, the Gospel of Mark, and we're turning to chapter 14. The title of today's message is, But Failures Aren't Finished. But Failures Aren't Finished. This is, this message today, along with the previous messages, are in preparation for the series that we will be beginning on Second Peter very shortly. I thought it would be helpful for us to take some biographical messages to carefully understand what Peter had actually gone through in order that his words given to him by the precious Spirit of God, that his words may have even more importance to us. Mark chapter 14, I'm going to begin reading all the way back in verse 61, and I'm going to begin in the middle of that verse where the high priest asked the Lord Jesus Christ the question. As we're reading in Mark chapter 14 and beginning in verse 61, we're going to ask, how did Peter respond in this very terrible situation? I'll begin reading with verse 61. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to buffet him and say unto him, Prophesy! And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. He went out in the porch, and the cock crowed. And the maid saw him again and began to say to them that stood by, This was one of them, and he denied it again. And a little, a little after, they that stood by said again unto Peter, Surely 
Thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. Shall we pray together? Heavenly Father, we cry out to you today as our majestic God. As the God whose gracious majesty teaches us exactly how we ought to face our grievous misery with the understanding of your kingship, of your words. Oh, Lord, how I pray this day that you would give us the same repentant heart, the same determination to call to mind the words of God that Peter thought upon here. Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, we recognize that we need to continually reacquaint ourselves with your words, even in order to understand our failures and to finish well. Lord, help us today to understand failures are not finished. That even though this is an awful and dirty picture, it's ugly, it seems bad, yet by the grace of Jesus Christ, it is a beautiful story of how a servant of God was restored, turning from his own self-sufficiency to your great majesty. Lord, grant us this day that ability. Grant us that ability to turn from our own proud self-sufficiency, the, the corruption that comes from our own control. And grant, dear Heavenly Father, this day that we would see the way out, that we would understand how to honor you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The gospel that we have opened to us this morning was written by a man who experienced a great deal of failure. This gospel was written by John Mark, the nephew of Barnabas, that missionary in Acts. We believe that we see something about this young man, even in the passage, the chapter that we have opened to us. It may very well be that... He was describing himself when he talked about the young man in a, a linen garment, verse 52, that, that ran away. It may very well be, and scholars have indicated, they believe that's probably John Mark referring to himself. What is very clear is that John Mark, who failed on the occasion where he left Paul and Barnabas, you can read about it in Acts, and later was obviously restored 
to a great usefulness in the ministry because even the Apostle Paul, who at one time had said, I don't, I don't want any more to do with this young man, later said he is profitable to me for the ministry. And so we have to ask ourselves, when we see these failures in Scripture, what is the process, what is going on that they, they finish well? When there are failures, they finish well. It's very interesting to note how many times an account of Peter comes out in the Gospel of Mark. Now, we believe, for this reason, that somewhere along the way, John Mark spent a great deal of time with Peter, and that Peter began to be very transparent, very honest and sincere about his own failures, restored to usefulness, praising God, a powerful apostle, spirit-filled, people being converted, And yet Peter was very, very conscious of the failures in his own life. And so that's exactly why today we want to talk about this and recognize, but failures aren't finished. Failures aren't finished. I suspect that if we had a transparent, honest time here this morning where people felt the liberty to share the things that have happened in their lives, even in this past week. I suspect we, being sinners saved by grace as we are, that many of us in this room could look at our own failures. We could recognize, here's where I failed this week. And we'd be asking ourselves, how can the Lord ever use us in a situation like that when we failed so miserably? Is it possible to finish majestically When you have failed so miserably. And the answer by the transforming power of the grace of God is yes! Yes, it is possible to finish majestically. So, this morning I hope that you will come with me to this intersection. I hope that you will come with me to this place and understand through the power of the word of God what it is that leads to our failures... And what can lead us to faithful, useful service for the great glory of God? In this morning's message, if you're taking notes, I'm going to show you four signs of self-sufficient, self-sufficient failure. Can can failure be self-sufficient? Oh, yes, that's the worst kind. The self-sufficient failure, the worst kind of all, because the dependence was upon mankind, human flesh. When you think of the mighty power of human flesh, where does that lead you? It leads me to failure. And so this morning, if you and I can begin to grasp what Peter grasped in this passage. Now again, let me just take you back just for a moment Look what it says in that very last verse in Mark chapter 14, verse 72. It says, And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus had said unto him. If this passage this morning is about moving from failure to faithful victory, Do you not believe that we would find in this very passage the answer? Not merely a description of the problem, but the solution, the answer. How do you get out of this? Pay close attention, because it's right there in verse 72. 
Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him. Not what everybody else said. What Jesus said unto him. And it also tells you in that very last sentence, and when he thought thereon, he wept. Let's go back and see if we can diagnose and discuss. And again, this is all in order to understand this series on Second Peter that we're going to launch into. I need for you to go back with me all the way back to verse 27 of Mark chapter 14. Now remember where we are as we've discussed this series. We looked at Matthew chapter 16. We saw where the Lord Jesus Christ said, Whom do men say that I am? And the, the apostles who were with him said, Well, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others. And then he said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter responded, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What a stellar day for the apostles. What a wonderful day. And yet, as they were there in Caesarea Philippi, near that very dark cave, on that occasion, in a few moments' time, when the Lord Jesus Christ began to describe the plan, he he began to prophesy about the future and talk about the plan. Whose plan? God's plan. He began to describe God's plan, not only for himself, but also for them. Peter pulled him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter! You just said he's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you're going to take the Christ, the Son of the living God, aside and rebuke him? Folks, if you and I do not look very, very carefully at our own flesh, if you and I do not recognize that we are capable in the power of our mighty flesh, if we do not recognize that we are also capable of such ironic inconsistency, then we're going to have a hard time turning away from the power of our mighty flesh. Thank you for joining us for Glimpses of Calvary. This is a radio ministry of Calvary Baptist Church, 2000 Broad Avenue in Findlay, Ohio, 45840. That address again is 2000 Broad Avenue, Findlay, Ohio, 45840. Please join us again each weekday at this same time as we look for Glimpses of Calvary. Calvary.